welcome to Two Boomer Women. I'm your host, Agnes Knowles. I've been talking with Boomer women for almost a decade now. (laughs) Well, I guess I've been talking to Boomer women all my adult life. Uh, Reinventing myself several times along the way, though, but always focused on us, Boomer women. With this incarnation of Two Boomer Women, I'll be interviewing other women who have a message of interest for our demographic. If you want to hear about or learn about something specific, let me know and I'll find someone who understands us to talk about it. There's a contact page at twoboomerwomen.com. If you want to be a guest on Two Boomer Women, bring it on. There's an application form at the website, too. Finally, this show is all about conversation. We women know its value. We know how to do it and we must perpetuate the art form. So, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to the Two Boomer Women podcast. I'm your host, Agnes Knowles. Last February, I interviewed a financial consultant specializing in, shall we say, Retirement 101. Her name is Nahani Ackroyd, and I'll put the link to both her episode and her website in the show notes. The following week, I shared a spreadsheet I had created that really digs into a person's financials, both pre-retirement and post-retirement. Now, I say pre and post, but you want to do this while you are still pre-retirement. You enter all the money you spend in all areas of your life, and that might take a while to assess if you're quick with the debit card. Then you enter all your income, whether it's one source or several. When you take a look at the bottom line, presumably, hopefully, the number is in black ink. In other words, you make more than you spend. Then you get to enter all income you'll receive when you retire. All the fields auto-populate, and when you look at the new bottom line number, hopefully you'll still be in the black. If the ink is red, you can play with your expenses. They're all listed, and decide if you can reduce your spending in a few areas to get the ink back into the black. And if you can't, you'll probably be wondering, how do I retire but still bring in some money? Recently, my guests have been talking about options for boomers who are really tired of their current 9-to-5 for a variety of reasons. My first guest in this unplanned series was fortunate to be able to make ends meet as she was married to a man who supported her decision to leave her workplace, and they had been super fiscally responsible all their married life. So she retired. Fully. I'm not sure if she's the norm, however, and especially if you're a single woman, you may need to figure out income replacement before you divest yourself of your current employment. And that's where subsequent guests have come in, and there will be at least one more next week. In talking to my recent guests, it became clear that my income outgone analyzer is a useful tool. There's nothing like basic black and white to make a picture clear. And you can do all this by yourself in the privacy of your own home. There is no one to judge. So I'm replaying the episode where I explained the spreadsheet. Plus there's a video at the website so you can see it in action and download your own copy. I've created several other pre-retirement tools over the years, and you can access those by enrolling in a short course I created. And I'm giving it away free because I think this sort of info is vital to know before you hand in your notice. Trust me, I've known women who were completely ill-prepared for retirement, had no idea how far their pensions wouldn't go, and have had to sell belongings, vehicles, and even in one case, her home. So, thanks for tuning in this week. Here we go. Welcome to Two Boomer Women. 
It's Agnes flying solo today, and solo by design this week. Last week, it was very cool to have certified financial planner Nahani Aykroyd on the show, discussing scenarios and options for boomer women. If you missed it, look up last week's episode, February 17th, and if you're unclear or have any reservations about what the financials could be, look like for you, it's well worth the listen. As I was prepping for that show, I remembered that I had, a few years ago, prepped a spreadsheet to help you figure out what the reality of your financial life looked like. Well, I dug it out, I dusted it off, and I'm going to go over it today. While this is a voice-only podcast, I'm recording it in video form as well. The link to the video is in the show notes, or you can find it at twoboomerwomen.com. If you find the sound of the spreadsheet interesting, you can download a copy for yourself at the website also. The terminology in the spreadsheet is Canadian, but if you're from elsewhere, insert the appropriate comparable terms. It's the formulae that are important. So, let's get started. The spreadsheet is called an Income Outgone Worksheet. (laughs) Seemed appropriate to me. Remember that this is information only. First of all, you'll fill it out on your own computer so no one else can see it. And numbers are numbers, and knowledge is power, if you do something with it. One of the reasons I created this, and I mentioned it in last week's episode, is that I've known women who had to sell vehicles, even their homes, because they didn't do the math ahead of retiring. As an aside before I get started, that's where the Nahanis of the world come in. Get professional advice. I'm not going to rehash the entirety of last week's episode. If you haven't checked it out yet, do that as soon as we're done here. Given that this is the audio only of a video, I'll try to be as explanatory as I can. Okay, the Income Outgone Excel Word Sheet. Here it is. Now, the formulae are all in here, which makes it a little bit easier with any luck. Um, I'm going to try to keep it really super simple. Lots of round numbers here, and this, as I say, are just anybody's numbers. I wish this was my life. <laughs> okay, uh, in real life, you are probably uh, paying down a mortgage or you pay rent every month. And um, as you get closer to retirement, if you own your own home, then obviously these numbers are going to change. But this is the way I'm going to fill it out for today. If you choose to go to the website and download it, you're going to do it your way anyways. So let's start with a rent of $2,500 a month. Uh, tax on the uh, rental is, I don't know, $450 um, a month. Now you can see up here there are weeks, but a lot of these expenses only happen once a month. So I'm just going to work. I, I work over here. Repairs, uh, rainy day fund. Let's say you're putting in $100 a month for that. If you are strata, you might have association fees. Down here, the electrical, as I say, I'm going to keep the numbers simple. You're paying $100 a month there. Your water might be another $50 a month. Phone, if let's say you don't even have a landline. Uh, I'm going to put one number in here at the bottom because you actually have a package deal of 180 a month for your uh, TV uh, cell phone and internet. Okay, so scroll down a bit more here. Um, do you have life insurance? Let's say you do and you are paying $85 a month for that. Uh, do you have disability insurance? Maybe you're covered at work, you don't have that. 
health insurance, critical illness. Uh, Nahani and I talked about this last week. I am a firm believer in it, and so is she. And uh, I think you should have it. I'm going to tuck in another 85 there, just a nice, easy number. Okay, so transportation, do you have a car that you're still paying down? I have no idea what car payments are these days. I tend to drive older cars, but let's say you're paying $250 a month and insurance is maybe $150 a month, depending on where you live. Once again, this is uh, pretty crazy. Gas, as I make this video, it's the time of COVID, so I know I'm not spending a heck of a lot, but each month, let's say you uh, put, oh, I don't know, $150 in repairs and maintenance. Again, maybe a rainy day fund. Let's go, you know, easy, $50 a month. So some of this you can see that you might be um, be able to put in weekly amounts here, uh, $10 each time. Do you want a quick lesson in uh, Excel? See the little square down there? If you drag it over, you load up each box with the same number. Works well. Say you, the tolls and the parking are, yeah, let's just go taxis. Uh, and you only get a taxi a couple of times a month. Uh, you know, if you're going out in the evening, you don't want to drink and drive. So let's say, oh, I don't know, $75. And then a few spaces there for the anythings of the world. Um, okay, debt payment. You have a credit card. You are paying, I don't know, 100 Hopefully you pay it off every month, but just say you've got a bit of debt. You're paying $100 a month. Um, credit card number two, probably let's hope you don't have that, but we'll put another $100 in there. Uh, line of credit, if you own a house, you might have a line of credit. Uh, you did some renovations, and that might be $250 a month to pay that down. Okay, if you are getting close to retirement, chances are you don't have daycare, babysitting, school tuition, any of these. That's your call if you want to put anything in there. Groceries, once again, you can put this in by the week. Let's say you are spending $150 um, a week on groceries. Same thing applies, $150 a week. We'll drag it across. It self-loads. And then every once in a while you have to stop and pick up a few things that you forgot. There you go. Okay. Uh, household. I don't know. I don't spend that much on I try to keep my house clean. <laughs> what can I say? Uh, let's put $40 in there. You might have a gardener, uh, garbage recycling fees, uh, yard care, depending on, you know, what your, what your life looks like. We're all different. Clothing, once again, we're in the time of COVID. Uh, sweatpants don't cost as much as office clothes. But, um, let's put 150 actually I'll just tuck that, oh, it doesn't matter now, it's in there. 150 a month. Haircuts, um, once again, uh, not quite as many as we used to have, that's for sure. Because we're not spending as much up there, maybe we're spending a little bit more on, more on toiletries. I don't know. Let's put in $40 twice twice a month. Uh, beauty products. If you could see me right now, you'd laugh. <laughs> she doesn't spend anything. Um, I don't know. Say $35. Manicures and massages. Well, you know, once again, in a time of not COVID... That could easily have been $90 a month. So entertainment, eating out doesn't happen as much anymore, but we're going to pretend we do anyways. 
let's say, for, now normally that might be $40 a week, but let's just say that uh, you're going to splurge. And then movies, shows, and concerts, basically, let's just have a, uh, a Netflix <laughs> account right now. Books and magazines, they're a nice little um, getaway if uh, if you can't go out as much. So, I don't know, $8 a month, or $8 a week, rather, for your favorite magazine. Magazines are crazy expensive now. Holy moly. Um, the hobbies, well, you definitely want to be having your hobbies, but let's just do once a month you spend $50. Um, I'm making this in the spring, and it's easy to drop $50 at the um, the plant shop, the nursery these days. Uh, gifts probably still need to tuck away a bit each month so that Christmas doesn't hurt as much and birthdays don't hurt as much. So, so let's tuck $100 in there. You might have some others. Okay, as we come down here now, you can see that your monthly expenditures, or this imaginary person, the total of the group is $62.87. So just over, just over $6,000. Down here is where you plug in your paychecks. So perhaps you are taking home, uh, say, 4500 twice a month. I can't figure out where my boxes are there. 4500 twice a month. Okay. Um, all these other things we're going to leave blank just because right now, for the sake of argument, um, this is where things stand. Uh, so currently you can see that those are your expenditures. The difference is $2,700 a month that you're putting away for when you can finally go on vacation again or, uh, you know, maybe you're investing it. You're trying to get uh, as much into your RRSPs or your, um, I don't know, 401k, whoever is listening, all those different things that you can get to put away for retirement. Now, what I did here is I have another set of boxes, as you can see, and I actually blanked this out. Because if you retire, obviously these two numbers are going to basically disappear. What I've plugged in here, I'll just change the color of the ink because the numbers are there, is in Canada we have our old age security, we have our Canada pension plan. Now, you can see that they're not much. 617.37 for old age security is a standard amount of money that is paid out each month. CPP currently is the average that CPP pays out. Let's put it that way. And this is the amount that you've paid into all your working years. So if you have not worked at all, this number may not exist. But the average that CPP pays out right now is about $614. The maximum is 1200 So let's just say, for the sake of example, that you are above average, but you ha you aren't in that top, top echelon. So I just created a number of $820. Maybe you have um, a private pension that you might be able to look into from the company you've worked to. Once again, random number, $1,200. And, you know, say you can organize a few things of your investments to pay you out $1,000 a month. You are making $3,637.37 a month really not close to this number. You are in a 2600, well, 2650 deficit. So needless to say, these are numbers, numbers only. If you have red ink in this box over here, say la vie, it's only information. Because then what you can do is you can figure out, A, 
how do you increase these amounts in terms of your income, or how do you change this number here that are your expenditures? So, you know, if we run back up to the top here, you know, if, if you own your house, you can take out 2500 right there. Uh, if you are um, renting, maybe you can find a place for a little less a month. And, yeah, I know that's not fun. But, you know, downsizing, do it now, and then your family doesn't have to do it for you. It, tech, insurance may, uh, I don't know, it's not going to come down that much. So, but let's put in 350 And then, where are we? There we go. Uh, electric. Well, you're going to have to just maybe not crank the heat as much as you want to. Let's bring it down a wee bit. $80. Oh, Water is showers and dishes. Can't change that as much. And... um Internet, oh, I, you know, I, I don't know. Can you find a cheaper package than that? In this day and age, hard to say. Once again, depends where you live. Life insurance, uh, well, you know, that is what it is. Now, there are options there, too, that you should be discussing with a, a financial professional. Um, if things are expiring now and coming back, like if you've had a term insurance policy and you're now looking at something that costs an arm and a leg because you're, in your 60s, don't just write it off, especially if you have dependents or a mortgage uh, or taxes to pay on your investments. Uh, check it out. Like, talk to a professional, see what the options are. Critical illness, well, once again, you know, the chances of getting something uh, exist. So if you've got that, you don't want to dump it. Car payments, hopefully you can pay off your car. And, you know, like, Sometimes you just can't, well, sometimes you don't need to drive a fancy car. Anyways, if you're not working, you're not talking to clients, you're not doing that sort of thing. So I'm, in fact, going to take the car payment out. Uh, you do still have to have insurance, unfortunately. Gas, you're retired. You're not going to be driving as much. So let's go down to maybe $75 a month. Repairs and maintenance, you still need to do that. Um, let's just get rid of that uh because you're not paying your tolls. Sorry, I forget that not everybody can see what I'm doing. We're going to take the toll number out. I guess I should have done that a different way, shouldn't I? I should have just gone like this. Messed up my formula. That's all right. And taxis. Well, let's leave that in there because, you know, you still want to go out and drink with your buds from time to time. This is where credit cards, you know, like let's pay those suckers off. If you can get to a point where you are not paying for credit cards. If you have a house and you've had that renovation, you do have to pay down your line of credit. But, um, you know, hopefully you can find a way to reduce that as well. Once again, we never did have the daycare, babysitting, child support things. Groceries. Um, well, once again, let's bring it down a wee bit. You know, you're going to live a little bit more simply. And... Um, yeah, maybe not entertain as exotically. Uh, there we go. Okay. And, yeah, we're still going to be picking up those things midweek, so I'm going to leave that there. Cleaning supplies. Uh, you still need to keep your place clean. I hate to break it to you. Uh, clothing. Once again, if you're not working, let's – I'm going to put $50 a month in there because I find – I don't buy clothes every month. So, you know, if next month I need a – I don't know, a new hoodie or something – you know, I've got two months' worth of my $50 budget there. Haircuts, uh, well, once a month isn't very much, is it? 
uh, toiletries. Oh, I really hate bringing these ones down because, you know, it's sometimes it's just about how you feel. But let's bring it down a wee bit because uh, beauty products, you know, maybe you can really cut that back a bit because um, with not going into the office and, well, you deserve that, that massage or the manicure. Let's not take everything away. Eating out, uh, you know, these are COVID numbers, so I'm going to leave those the way they are. Uh, books and magazines and your Netflix, you know, I mean, I'm going to take away your magazines before I take away your hobby budget. <laughs> okay, hobbies and gifts, once again, you know, it's it's a reality. <sighs> gifts are a funny subject, and... I find that now I, my kids are in their 30s. I cannot afford any of the styles they would want. I don't have a clue what they like. So generally, I am stuck. What I've been doing is I have been buying them gift cards, and I know that's not fun. But I have either been buying gift cards to a favorite restaurant or something I know they'll do. So an experience. Now, pre-COVID, that was, you know, family passes, or passes to museums or to uh, farms that, you know, where the kids can have a good time, that sort of thing. Or one year, I even contacted a charity and bought goats for villages in Africa in my children's names. It's just, you know, I mean, if your kids are really struggling, I can see where you might want to keep that gift number up there. But if you can reduce it a bit and bring their expectations into uh, reality as well, into perspective, if you are retired and your income is reduced, they can't be expecting those big fancy gifts. So I'm going to replace that. I'm just going to cut it in half. At the end of the year, you've still got $600. In, in the bank for, for Christmas presents, etc. So down here now, suddenly we're in a lot closer alignment. So once again, your incomes there, your pensions came to 36.37. We've brought our expenditures down to 43.87. Now, given the fact that you were gainfully employed and earning, you know, nine take home pay of nine grand a month, you probably had a fairly good position. Can you maintain some sort of a consultancy? And so we'll take that out. But maybe you can um, add in here, let's take that one out as well, but add in here for other consultants fee of, I don't know, if you're earning two grand, a month as a consultant, suddenly you're in the black again here. You're making more than you're spending. And all those numbers that we just took away, you know, you can go back. Or like it's $1,250 a month. Once again, at the end of the year, that's a nice chunk of cash. But if we get to travel again and you want to go to Europe, you can probably drop ten grand pretty quickly. So to have an overage of $1,200 a month is quite nice. And and honestly, I mean, as I've said several times while I've been talking away here, talking your ear off, is these numbers in, in terms of your 
pension income may or may not be real. So if, if you don't have a private pension plan, for example, we're going to take that out. Well, that taking that number alone away, you're only $50 a month over. So I... As I talk, I tend to make it sound as though, oh, it's all bad news, and it's not. I mean, good heavens, while the OAS and the CPP numbers might, you know, stay the same, you know, maybe you have a private pension that pays you $2,500 a month, you know, and suddenly you're, you're way over. Maybe you can go and consult and you're going to make four grand a month. Oops, <laughs> 400, that doesn't help at all, does it? Four grand, three zeros on that grand. Um, a month and you know s suddenly you know you're nine thousand dollars a month pretty close there yeah nine thousand and that original number of 65 or whatever it was in here you're still making good money everybody's numbers are different and as I said at the beginning this whole spreadsheet is only information you know if under down here under uh, personal care, if you spend $400 a month on clothes and 100 bucks a week on your hair and your toiletries are $300 a month, your beauty products are, um, I don't know, $80 a month and you get a massage to the tune of $120 every week, that's your lifestyle. I'm just plugging numbers in here. Once again, I'm not saying you have to get rid of anything. I'm not saying you have to add anything in. It's just information. And and I really hope that you will take me up on my offer to go to the website and download a copy of the spreadsheet. The formula are all there. I mean, as you noticed, everything got added up as we went. I will even take... I'll leave these uh, parts in here where it says OAS, CPP, private, other, other, just because then the, the formula are maintained. But, um, you know, it'll just self-populate. Everything adds up as you go, and it's just information. Now, as I was digging out this spreadsheet, the other thing that I remembered is a couple of years ago, uh, I created a course for pre-retirement planning and I'm actually going to I went in and dust that off as well I changed the price to zero dollars because it's now a couple of years old and if you want to go in and register for that and go through it's planning in every way shape and form where would you like to live what would you like to do? What are you going to drive? Who are you going to see? Are you going to live next door to the kids or are you going to go to Barbados and, you know, buy a cottage on the beach? Just all those ideas, plans, because I think so often we think of retirement more as an age instead of a lifestyle. And Boy, once you retire and you don't have that J-O-B five days a week, trust me, your life and your lifestyle become really, really important. And it would just be so nice to be able to do it your way. So, you know, please take advantage of 
everything that's on the website there that I offered you, there will be a link on the main page. I will figure out the link and make sure it's in the show notes so you can just do the one click to get to the correct page. But uh, I hope this has been helpful. And I hope you, as I say, take me up on all the offers. So if you are interested, make sure you check it out. And please subscribe, hit that subscribe button and give stars if you think we deserve them. And either leave notes on the um, podcast page or feel free to go to twoboomerwomen.com, join-the-conversation. Keep in touch. You can message me there as well. Thanks for tuning in today. And I hope when I review this that it actually actually has flowed given the fact that it's a podcast with audio only and you're going to have to go to the website to check out the actual video. So have a good rest of week and we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.